It's the January 11, 2019 edition of Weekly Signals World Report. Broadcasting from Studio A at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And, as always, a spokesman for a mystery foreign government-owned corporation, Mueller, the fake news dog. (laughs) Yes, Mueller. Coming up, Manafort's lawyers. The right to repair. Oh, Mahler. <laughs> Mahler likes to repair things. At least that's what he thinks he's doing. <laughs> THC. Oh, yeah. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yes. And more, but first. Do you ever get frustrated, Mike? Of course I do. Of course, everyone gets frustrated. I yeah. do. Yes, I do as I, well. Is it, yeah. You, you, you <laughs> kind of maybe. Do you ever, like, forget <laughs> why, uh, say... Russia invaded Afghanistan when you're frustrated? I do. I contemplate that quite a bit. Yeah, it was for the Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's why they did it. Uh, Trump endorsed the Soviet Union's invasion of Afghanistan that took place in 1979, which is a load of crock. Yeah. His version of it. Trump's endorsement coincided with a Moscow push to approve a resolution defending the conflict and yes. giving their version. Yeah. The real version was that they went in there aggressively. The Soviet Union was in need of a a warm water port. I was going to say oil, oil, imports. Import, minerals, a collapsing social and political structure in Afghanistan lent itself to what they assumed to be a very easy military victory followed by a very easy political domination. But instead, Trump said it was the terrorists that were coming into Russia. Right. And so they had to invade. Right. Uh, You know, this just sounds like so much crap. Well, what makes it so fascinating, Nathan, and you'll probably illuminate this more, but Uh, the fact that this only exists in the realm of the Soviet propaganda era. That version. That version. There's no historian that believes this. No. And the fact that Trump, who is not known as any kind of a learned or scholarly man, (laughs) or or has any interest in foreign policy or history or anything like that, would suddenly out of the blue, start articulating a rationale that it only exists in the Russian-dominated Putin era of Soviet revisionism. Have you That's heard of the it. Wall Street Journal? What's that? Yes. The Wall Street Journal, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. They're, they're like real conservative, not ultra-conservative, right. but they're like the bedrock of conservatism in the United States yeah. as far as a newspaper goes. Yeah. They said, we cannot recall about Trump's announcement. Just, we cannot recall a more absurd misstatement of history by an American president. Well, that's saying something. Yeah, to say this makes you think that he's a Russian asset. Where did he hear that? Because you know he didn't read it. You know he didn't research it. You know he didn't do anything except heard it from somebody. And now the question becomes, where did he hear it? And Um, why did he say it? Comrade Trump. God, I swear. What else do we need to know? We'd like you to say a little something for us. Please, for me. So acting White House Chief of Staff, Mike Mulvaney, and I say acting because everybody is acting there. (laughs) He said that Trump made the comment because Trump was frustrated about how much he owes Putin. (laughs) No, he didn't say that. He said he was frustrated about Afghanistan in general. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that was a huge flashing red light for a lot of people in the State Department and in military and everywhere else. What? What did he just say? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. 
Yeah, why indeed, Mahler? Right. U.S. cybersecurity may suffer because of Trump's shutdown. Yeah. Because he wants a wall really bad. That's it. He, that, he, that's, no, that's I, I rephrase that. He wants a really bad wall. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the really bad wall. Yes. The partial government shutdown is forcing some key federal departments and agencies to run with skeletal staffs that would be unable to defend against cybersecurity breaches. That ain't good. No. No. Meanwhile. The House Homeland Security Committee, which oversees the Department of Homeland Security, doesn't know what's going on. Right. They have no idea what the status of our cybersecurity is. Departments and agencies affected by the shutdown include the Departments of State, Homeland Security, Agriculture, Commerce, and Housing and Urban Development, as well as the Environmental Protection Agency, the Internal Revenue Service, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, the National Park Service, and Mahler's Backyard. (laughs) (laughs) It's right. It is a federally sanctioned experimental model farm. Model farm. Thank you. (laughs) He's doing things. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, That's enough. That's enough. Uh, many of those are uh, on the hit list for hackers, all those agencies right. I've just named. Right. And one of the things about this situation that it really is troubling is that if you're in the world of cybersecurity, one of the things that they talk about is when you detect an attempt or a successful intrusion, uh, breaching of your security, it is critically important that you get on it right away. Yeah. The first 24 hours are critical. That's when you need to be aware of what happened, why, and what it's impacting. And again, it goes back to why would he shut down the government to this extent over one thing? If you believe in the theory of Captain Chaos, which is really what he seems to be, undermining the structural, political confidence in the United States, he's doing a hell of a job. That's yeah, Rush Limbaugh and Ann Coulter. That's yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. so. I hope so. Yeah. I do. I think it's tomorrow that we're going to break the record for the shutdown. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe he wants the record. I don't know. The greatest <laughs> shutdown ever. <laughs> Aside from the 800,000 federal workers who aren't getting paychecks because of the shutdown, there were two massive financial landmines ahead for the U.S. economy. Yeah. And, of course, that's... Because the Trump administration officials didn't really realize what a government shutdown was. They had no idea the extent of what they were jumping into. And of course, Trump didn't have any idea. No. He claimed responsibility for it on television. Yeah. And and now he's trying to say that it's not his responsibility. That was the meeting with Chuck Schumer and Nancy. Chuck and Nancy. Chuck and Nancy. Literally sitting in the room and for whatever damn reason they were broadcasting this thing he wanted it they thought it was going to be a private meeting right and he thought it would be great if they brought in tv cameras and then he he literally admits that he he owns the shutdown he announced it after schumer and pelosi said why can't we take this discussion in private why can't we do that and he said no he said i will take responsibility and i won't blame you chuck schumer and i won't blame you nancy pelosi What's happening right now is they have these two financial landmines. They're about to uh, explode, pay out an estimated $100 billion in federal tax returns, and distribute an estimated $4.7 billion in monthly supplemental nutrition assistant program benefits, or what we like to call SNAP. That's for children. SNAP is predominantly for undernourished children. Yeah. 
Yeah. It just wouldn't look good, would it? <laughs> no, no, it will not look good. At the last minute, the Trump administration uh, announced some legal moves that are a little bit hinky, but should fix both of these problems, at least temporarily. The Department of Agriculture said it can use a loophole in the law to pay February SNAP benefits during January. A loophole. A loophole. So that's they found yeah. a loophole. Thank God. And they think okay. nobody's going to sue because right. yeah. you, know, this is, yeah, yeah. you don't sue to yeah. malnourish children. No. And the feds are going to pay out tax returns, even though it may not be legal, because nobody's going to sue the government over getting their tax returns. <laughs> That's the logic. <laughs> Literally, it is illegal, both of these, but they're just betting Wow, that nobody's going to enforce it because it wouldn't make sense. This is where we're at. It's a run like The Apprentice. This administration yeah. is run like The Apprentice TV show. You remember that, right? I did. Well, yeah. yes, I do. I never watched an episode. I've seen little clips of it. Yeah, me too. And that kind of stuff I never watched because it just seems so stupid. It's made for ignorant people yeah. or people that like to be entertained with something that isn't real and they like to think it's real. Well, that's it's like the thing. wrestling. Exactly. At the end of each episode of The Apprentice, Trump said which competitor should be fired, yeah. but he wasn't prepared for these sessions. So he would name people that should be fired who had been the best people, according to the producer of the show. So they had to backtrack. Oh. He would just name someone on a whim. So they reverse engineered the whole show, picking out the bad parts of that, that the person. winner did. Oh, yeah. my God. And the winner would look like the loser, right. say, like Hillary. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, the producer of The Apprentice, Mark Burnett, said in a New Yorker interview, I find it strangely validating to hear that they're doing the same thing in the White House. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mahler, I agree. You know what? Screw you, Mark Burnett. By the way, there's, I'll say rumors, there's been speculation from people who've worked on The Apprentice that Burnett, he has hidden or ditched or whatever he's doing with tapes of Trump saying all kinds of horrible, racist, misogynistic, you name it kind of stuff on the show. And one last comment about this. People, this is what happens when you vote for a person or a party whose sole objective is the destruction of the government that you're voting them to run. Stop doing that. That's your New Year's resolution, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. To tell everyone I know... Whenever I have an opportunity, I will say exactly what I just said. Yes. Uh, did you see that Trump Oval Office wall speech? <laughs> that was... <laughs> it was hardly a speech. It was. It was kind of. He looked really uncomfortable. He did. Yeah. He looked. And I what think was he might have been sniffing about. Did I don't he? know. Was he drugged up? Yeah. That's what yeah. I was watching, and I'm thinking. He's on something right now. It might just be something to keep his heart beating. I don't know. <laughs> but there was something going on. Yeah. He would read a sentence that you could see he felt very uncomfortable getting through the words. Right. But he's too much of a narcissist to really feel uncomfortable. <laughs> he's a shameless ignoramus. <laughs> but at the end of every sentence... That, that whole thing about Adderall from we talked about last week, I don't know if it's true, but I like repeating it. It just yeah. it seems to make sense because it's a mood-stabilizing drug. <laughs> and I think that's what they are all hoping he's on. Hey, you, I want, you want some? Here, yeah, I could use I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love my Adderall. Yeah. I, I like the strawberry Adderall. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. The, the children's <laughs> the Adderall. Children. <laughs> yeah. So what this speech or whatever you want to call it did is distract us from a really bad day for Trump in the Russia investigation. Yes, it was. And say what you want about the Russian investigation. I will. Maybe it wasn't direct collusion, but there's a lot of people going to jail 
in this investigation. <laughs> Something went wrong. The Supreme Court rejected the efforts by a mystery foreign government-owned corporation to resist a subpoena issued by special counsel Robert Mueller. Right. The mystery company will now start paying up until it agrees to the prosecutor's request. Right. Now, this is curious. I don't know anything about what's going on with this mystery company because since they haven't been found guilty of anything, that's why they're mysterious. We right. don't want to name names until we know what they're guilty of. Right. The second big story was the announcement by the Southern District of New York of an indictment for obstruction of justice against Russian lawyer Natalia Veselnitskaya. Yeah. You remember her? Oh, yeah. yeah. She was a big deal. Yeah. Who led the infamous Trump Tower meeting. Yeah. But the big story, the big, big story, was that lawyers for Paul Manafort, Trump's former campaign chair, filed a response to charges that he had lied to the special counsel's office and mistakenly made it possible for everyone to see some redacted material through a formatting error. Yeah. And that material showed that Manafort shared campaign polling information with Konstantin Kalimnik. Yes, a suspected Russian intelligence agent who is himself under indictment by Mueller on obstruction of justice charges. Right. Apparently, there's some form of this. Anytime I've ever had somebody hand me something that has that blacked out line. Yeah, redaction. The first thing, reda yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, an attempt at redacting. Yeah. The first thing I do is hold it up to the light to see if I can see what behind the black marker, right? Yeah. And in this case, there's some version of that. Thank God these people are incompetent because this is a pretty important thing. This is Manafort passing along polling data. We don't know it was voter list. What's we don't important know is not necessarily this data, but how many other things right. that they've redacted in this is the Trump campaign sharing information with Russians during a crucial point in our history. Right. And that may lead to collusion. This particular fact may not lead to collusion, right. but others may. It, it seems if it is a pattern, if, yeah. if there's two or three more instances that they find that this is a pattern and there's no way in the world that Trump did not know this is his campaign manager yeah. and yeah. there's no way in the world that he didn't know that this was happening. I yeah. think this information was also being filtered through Mercer, the uh, Cambridge mm -hmm. Analytic. I think this is where we're going to find that could be the company. Oh, you don't want to call him guilty now, do you? Because he never paid Storybean Daniels, did he? No, no. 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 That's, he said he didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think Cambridge Analytica is involved in some of this. Yeah. Trump lashed out at California again for a series of devastating wildfires. That's always a good thing to do, you know? The worst yeah. set of fires in the history of California. Yeah. Hundreds of people die. Exactly. A town is incinerated. Right. And you slam California. Tens of thousands of homes lost. For poor forest management. Yes. Like we should get our rakes out. <laughs> it's not poor management. Yeah. This is a drought condition. The state is experiencing an historic drought it has for the last... It's climate damage. It's clam climate damage, which Trump, instead of acknowledging that, is now talking about people raking and poor management. Unless California gets its act together, which is unlikely... I have ordered FEMA to send no more money. It is a disgraceful situation in lives and money. That's and, what he and, said. You know, the speculation is where he wants to put the money that he's not sending to California. Cause he's, the wall. Yeah. He's talking about defunding FEMA as we're in winter. Hurricanes. Yeah, and hurricanes are right, yeah, right on here. Yeah. And he wants to build a wall. Yeah. By the way, this 5.5, just to get off track a little bit, this 5.7 billion or 5.8 billion that he's talking about, 
I never hear this on the on the news, and it irritates me every single time. This isn't the whole wall. Yeah. This is just a chunk of the wall, and I think maybe at most a couple hundred miles of the wall. Yeah. This wall is projected to cost somewhere between twenty and thirty billion dollars. Projected now, you now, know, at the end it's going to be a hundred billion. Yeah. Well, Trump's comment pissed off Republicans. Republican legislators representing the area around the Northern California town of Paradise, which was mostly incinerated by a climate damage wildfire hurricane that killed 86 people and destroyed nearly 14,000 homes this November. Yeah. State Senator Jim Nelson and Assemblyman James Gallagher said in a joint statement, Trump's vindictiveness is wholly unacceptable. God, yes. He made a commitment to the people who have lost everything in these fires, and we expect the federal government to follow through on its promise. Come on, Mueller. Yeah. You got something to say, Mueller? Yeah. Well, it pisses him off. Well, it pisses me off. Trump is turning America into his casino, yeah. his Taj Mahal. Yeah, he's that doing, went under. Yeah, he's doing to America what he did to all of the casinos that went bankrupt. <sighs> oh, my God. If this news sickens you... May I recommend a donation to KUCI FM, to ease your spirits? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. That's KUCI.org. You're listening to KUCI, 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, on Twitter at KUCIFM, on Instagram at KUCIFM, and stream us live on iTunes. Go to the internet. You heard about that. I have. But you go to iTunes, internet, College University, KUCI 88.9 FM. Mm -hmm. U.S. carbon dioxide emissions rose an estimated 3.4% in 2018, according to new research. This is a frightening increase yeah. for climate damage yeah. right now. Yeah. These findings mean that the U.S. now has less of a chance to meet its 2015 Paris Accord pledge to dramatically reduce its emissions by 2025, even if Trump were to magically disappear. Yeah. Even if he were to be gone tomorrow, that's right. we still have a not very good chance of reaching this goal. That's right. And those goals weren't really no. great goals. No. Trump has launched this train down the tracks that will take years to stop yeah. and turn around. This is the real damage. You can't just say Trump. You got to say all the Republicans. Right. Right. Like they were all right. colluding in this. They all backed Trump. That's true. So, Emissions from electric power mm -hmm. generation rose 1.9% in 2018, the analysis found, driven by more demand for electricity. How do we generate the electricity? By burning more natural gas. That's our solution for the most part. Right. California is trying to go the other way and right. use renewable resources. Meanwhile, in 2018 in Germany, 40% of all electricity was generated from renewable resources. Yeah. 40% over yeah. there, and it just keeps getting... Better and better for yeah, them. The Germans. Yeah. I know. They're amazing. There have been a number of days that the entire country has run on strictly renewables. Yep. <laughs> Consumers recently filed a lawsuit in Illinois claiming Facebook violated a state privacy law by using facial recognition on your uploaded photographs without your consent, Mike. Really? Yeah. Facebook is arguing 
This is the funny part, that the law doesn't grant consumers the ability to sue company, otherwise known as a private right of action, simply because the company violated the law and used you. In other words, they can violate the law and there's nothing you can do about it, essentially. Because they're Facebook. Yeah. Instead, according to Facebook, you need to show additional harm. They look at loss of privacy as no harm. Yeah. They're arguing that privacy itself has no value, even though their lack of privacy that they cause allows them to turn a profit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This is their product. Yeah. As someone said, when you go online and it's free, whatever it is, you're the product. I said that. You did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> privacy violation is a theft. It Period. Is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm did you ever uh, have to fix a dishwasher? My... No, I haven't, Nathan. Yeah. Have you? Well, you know, I usually end up calling people. <laughs> That's what I would do. And I, just, I have a guy that <laughs> he just comes and he fixes. I have a 20-year-old dishwasher. Do you? Yeah, and this guy, is it's an old Maytag, yeah. but it's a great old Maytag. Yeah. They actually made good dishwashers. They don't make good dishwashers so much anymore. And yeah. if they do, they're like priced out of our range. Yeah. All the computer stuff on the inside is protected. So the guy, the repairman I call, can't get in and fix it. Okay. It will violate the warranty. Yeah. But the right to repair movement is gaining ground. That's what I like. Yes. And could hit manufacturers. Well, good. On newer machines, you're not allowed to fix the machine yourself because it would invalidate the warranty. So instead, you go and buy a new model and throw the old one out. This is the Which, Apple. This is Apple yeah. having a pervasive and insidious effect on the marketplace. Yeah. That's what this is. I, I told you the last time I went to a place I'm going to mention a little bit later in this story. I fix it. Yeah. It had the battery. Yeah. I was using an old cell phone. Yeah. They had the battery. They had a how to do it pack along with it yeah. with all the tools that you need to replace your battery yeah so i open up my iphone and i'm following all the directions whoever manufactured this apple glued my battery into my yes. iphone yes. they glued it in and i ruined my iphone yeah i'm saying they're doing everything trying to be as delicate as i can i ended up having to pry the battery out i didn't know what was going on yeah. Yeah. And when I put it back together with a new battery, didn't work. Yeah, this is so upsetting to me because at one point in my life, I'd have given a kidney to keep Steve Jobs happy, yeah. right? I, I mean, that's how I felt about Apple. Now I just think they're freaking evil. In the EU and at least 18 U.S. states, regulators are starting to address the impact of planned obsolescence by making household goods sturdier and easier to fix. Yeah. Good. This week's European Union member dishwater efficiency and repair vote was just one of a series of revising the 2009 ECHO design directive. At the same time, activists have introduced draft laws in the U.S. that will give you more control over how you repair and maintain your property. Right. It's your property. It is. They just want to lease it to us. That's they, exactly. The companies exactly. just want to lease us they, everything. Yeah, they want to lease it to us. Yeah. We bought it. I, I spent... A thousand dollars on this stinking phone, and you're telling me I can't fix it? You're telling me it's not mine? Yeah. <laughs> Library of Congress here in the U.S. ruled in 2015 that farmers could modify to repair equipment like tractors. Because they're out in the field and yeah. they're a million miles. Yeah, I remember we reported yeah, 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 on this yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah. So John Deere, they got all uppity, like, oh, you can't repair our tractors. There were legislative battles all across the farm states because of this. So these 
big corporations, again... They want us to buy stuff every year, yeah. right? I mean, and they don't the care idea. if it goes bad no. and we have to throw it out. No. All right, so why don't we extend this to cars? They okay. are. They are extending it to cars. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, everything's so electronic in cars right now well, that and if you go into the electronic system, any other uh, independent repairman or yourself, the, the warranty is shot. Simply for going in doesn't mean that you're doing anything to disrupt the system. If they find out that you break the seal, yeah, it's over. This is one of those uh, movement, consumer movements, that has to succeed. It yeah. will because it has to succeed. Yeah. Right? Well, corporations want to be God. Yeah. They want to lease everything to us, and they're the owners. Right. They're the almighty. Right. Consumer reports in iFixit. Another right to repair activists have promoted standards that would force manufacturers to make it legal and practical for consumers or independent repair shops to fix your shite. Wow. Well, Mahler. What was that? Well, apparently. He disappeared. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> he tripped. Are you okay, Mahler? Are you okay? Mahler! <laughs> you okay? All right, okay, okay yeah. You made it. Just, yeah. Whew. <laughs> Tetrahydrocannabinol. Huh? <laughs> what? THC. Oh, okay. The stuff <clears throat> in marijuana yeah. that makes you high, and a lot of other stuff it does to you, too. Mm -hmm. Good things. Yeah. It's been found to promote the removal of toxic clumps. Clusters. Yeah. yeah, clusters. Do you like to call them clusters? Well, that's what, yes, either yeah. way, it's either fine. Way. You get the idea. They, okay. Toxic clusters of uh, amyloid beta protein in the brain. Yeah. So it removes that stuff. It's a plaque and, that builds up in your brain. Yeah. That's thought to kickstart the progression of Alzheimer's disease. Yes. Marijuana yes. can help you not get Alzheimer's. An active ingredient in thunk? marijuana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, it breaks them up. And it makes it more difficult for them to continue to cluster yeah, as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah Mahler. I'm, Mahler. Mahler's never going to get Alzheimer's. Let me no, just say, he's, if, if he does, he's we're been, all getting Alzheimer's. Yeah, and getting into our stash again. <laughs> I can tell you for a fact, he, yeah. he has. He's, yeah. <clears throat> the yeah. finding supports the results of previous studies that found evidence of the positive effects of ganja on patients with neurodegenerative disease. <clears throat> and, and by the way, we should throw everyone in jail who's ever wanted to have anything to do with marijuana. Bitcoin. Everybody's aware of the cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and all that. And one of the adjacent technologies that's come along with Bitcoin is the tracking of the transitions in this new cyber monetary system. And it's called blockchain. Yeah. What it does basically is it essentially puts together a series of encrypted messages that maintain the integrity of the transaction so that you know that this cryptocurrency is good for what it says it's good for in terms of its value. And blockchain is the technology that allows this encryption to happen. So yeah. it's not exclusively to cryptocurrency, but it's a it's an emerging technology. And this one particular engineer decided that he's going to make it his life mission to break blockchain, to hack it. So he spent the last six months working on this because apparently he doesn't believe that this is the way that the future of the world should go. There are people who are big proponents of blockchain because they believe it. you can break out of the sort of the, the domination of world banking and, and, and develop its own modalities of transactions and it could be a good thing it could not be a good thing because it doesn't sound like a good thing to me. i'm all for breaking out of the chains of world banking 
but I'd rather see a nationalized bank that had nothing to do with any of these cyber banks. Right, yeah. exactly. It just so, seems like eventually it'll be hacked. Right. Whatever you have, exactly. it'll be hacked. And, and that's what this guy's and doing. And that's the fear. That's yeah. been the fear that as slick as it is, undoubtedly guys like this will sit around in a room. Uh, his name was Dan Hughes. Dan Hughes, and Dan. he's in England, right? Yes. He's, yeah? So basically he is said- He's just holed up in a little village in England, spends all his time on the computer yeah. trying to, to hack through this. For six months, and yeah. he feels like he has now come up with something he can hack into blockchain. Yeah. The ramifications are, are already dire for cryptocurrency. Apparently it's just plunging in terms of its value, and also blockchain is under attack. We need to find that out now as opposed to yeah. investing the entire world's future in it and finding or out. Or half the, the world's future. Yeah, or half, even, yeah. Even one country's right. future in so, it. So anyway, I found this. It's a sort of, I call a think piece on Forbes magazine. This reclusive engineer is plotting the death of blockchain. If you get a chance, yeah. the man's name is Dan Hughes. And finally, during an interview with Anderson Cooper, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said that a Green New Deal, you heard about this, it's a great first step it is. for renewable exactly en right. energy yeah. and right. for protecting our environment right. and a number of other things. Right. Anyway, she said it could be funded with a top marginal income tax rate between 60 and 70%. That sounds good. Now, you have to understand what that is, but first of all, Cooper called it a radical agenda. Cooper. Anderson Cooper isn't a Fox News grandpa. No, he's not. He should be intelligent enough to at least not challenge it as a radical agenda. How about an ambitious agenda? Thank you. There. How, because, about, how about if you, as a Vanderbilt, didn't yeah. comment on something that is a progressive idea? It's a I'm, sensible idea. Yes. Because and, and let me take her that back. proposal yes. is 20% lower and I guess, according to Anderson Cooper, 20% less radical than the tax rate under Eisenhower. Yes. Eisenhower, was Dwight it? David Eisenhower, Republican president, 1950s. Right. The time period where all, a lot of Republicans look back to as a golden age. Right. The most prosperous time yeah. in American history, by the way. And yeah. by the way, let me amend what I said about Anderson Cooper. He can say whatever he wants about whatever he wants to say it about. I didn't mean that. However, he's making more than $10 million a year, which is what this tax yeah, yeah. proposal well, is yeah, about. Yeah. But also, her proposal, to put it in perspective, 20% lower than Eisenhower. Right. So she's not as radical as Eisenhower, right. for right. sure. It was a but it's 30 yeah. points higher than what it is now, right. after 40 years of Reagan's America. Right. That's... Tax only applies to yeah. the 70% or the 90% that it was on Eisenhower. It only applies to anything you make over $10 million, yes. as you said. So nobody's going to actually be taxed at 70%. You got $10 million that you're going to be taxed at much less than that. Right. Anyway, Max Boot. You know him. Yes, yeah. I do. Conservative columnist. Never Trump Republican who yeah. cheer-led us into Iraq. Yes. He's the uh, George... W acolyte. Yes, I, exactly yeah. right. I remember him well. Max Boot wrote an article in the Washington Post comparing Cortez's ideas and Cortez herself, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, to Sarah Palin. <laughs> Sarah Palin was a hillbilly dingbat with a wardrobe. That's, <laughs> that's what I remember about her. She was really, really not very bright. No. Yeah. I think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez knows that Africa is not a country. I think she actually could name a newspaper that she reads. Follow Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez.
Cortez, she's saying good things, not radical things, but smart things. Exactly. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.